Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. Thank you so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah. My guest is Grace Willow, and I'm super excited that she is joining us and she's going to share her magic. Grace, take it away. Hello, Tammy. I'm so glad to be here. Um, gosh, my magic. I have such a big toolbox. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe I'll just kind of like throw around some titles and kind of a little bit about what I do. I'm a women's pelvic health specialist and I also offer women's pelvic, holistic pelvic care, which is part of the holistic pelvic um, specialty work, um, sexuality and embodiment coaching and somatic trauma resolution. So I'm not, I'm like go, flipping through the Rolodex in my mind. I'm like, what else is there? There's shamanic healing, there's um, shadow work, yeah. A big, big, big toolbox. So a holistic healer is what I'm hearing. Holistic healer. Yes. Yeah. I would even say, you know, there was a point in my life when I thought of myself as a soul doctor Mm -hmm. or a soul midwife. Um, Yeah. 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 That's powerful. Big shoes to step into. (laughs) I was going to say, how did you get there? I mean, what, what brought you to that place where you said, yeah. you know, this is who I need to help. Um, generally, typically we go through stuff ourselves and then we, you know, overcome and then we say, okay, I'm going to reach back and I want to help other people. Yeah. So how was that journey for you? Yeah, it really started, I would say when I was a child, I was extremely psychic and um, the people around me, you know, adults, muggles, that was not... <laughs> not acceptable in the muggle world. So I shut that down real quick. And it stayed shut down until I was uh, 29. I was in a car accident and I had a near death experience after being broadsided at 60 miles an hour. And my healing journey was, yeah, <laughs> the look on your face. Blessed yeah. to be alive. Uh, well, I had a near death experience. Um, after 18 months of uh, Western treatment, after, you know, I had a head injury. I mean, I had so many diagnoses. It was like, it was ridiculous. I was at the doctor at least five times a week, different doctor's appointments for a year and a half. And, um, at that point, you know, I was still in the muggle world. I hadn't yet remembered who I was. And after 18 months, I was told basically, you're just going to have to live like this. And I went, Oh my God, that's not an option. And what it did for me was it, it like kicked that into, into like, oh my God, I remember that some part of me can heal. Some part of me remembered that I could heal. And I just followed that breadcrumb and I started taking training intuitive healing. And I started realizing like, oh my God, I'm not really learning anything new. This is like stuff I'm unlocking that's always been there. Like, um, so I I went through a whole lot of training until I went like, hmm, I'm kind of done with my training period. What, what's next? Um, and I started realizing like, if other people have the same experience that I had when I was going through my healing journey, oh my God, I have so many people to help. Like this is ridiculous because as much as I, I have so much respect for the medical profession because they're doing what they know. 
but they're not looking at people from a holistic uh, perspective, which is like mind, body, soul, Mm -hmm. um, soul lessons, soul contracts, um, and looking at the body as an intelligent organism that is conscious. Yes. So that's really how I came to this journey of doing what I do now is working with people over a, a broad period of time, 22, I now have 22 years of professional experience. And my work has really evolved over that time. You know, at first I was very much a closet healer. I didn't tell anybody what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Only a massage therapist. And then I started getting more confidence and putting my shingle out as a healer and um combining that with coaching to still be like sanctioned you know i still was in a sanctioned yeah and then every every iteration of my profession has always been under the umbrella of a sanctioned license or a credential um but i found that the people who find me really they find me i don't know how they find me it's, they're not finding me through the channels of what i would call sanctioned sanctioned work so um yeah that's it's really kind of how i found myself doing what i do now is this working with all these clients over these years and letting life sort of mold me into the work that i do now um because if i you know if you'd asked me five five months ago six months ago to do you know what am i doing sorry i'm getting tongue-tied if you'd asked me six months ago if I thought I would be doing what I, this version of work that I'm doing right now, I would have said women's sexuality. No, not me, but everything. It's like, it's like a cauldron that just keeps cooking and, and the recipe keeps changing. And I just keep saying yes to life. And so here I am. Oh, wow. That, that is powerful. <laughs> that yeah. is so powerful because so many times we don't say yes to life. You know, and, and many times we don't even know that we don't. <laughs> we don't. Oh, God, no. No, I'm just laughing at myself. You know, years ago, what I was trying to, I can't, I'm like a battering ram. I, like like you just said, we don't always say yes. And so I was fighting. I was like, no, I want to go this way. I want to do this. And I was really pushing and there was no doors opening. And finally, I just went, okay all right, I'll do it your way. And it, you know, at the time it kind of felt like a surrender, but not a surrender. Like I give up. It was more like a surrender to open to what life was wanting me to contribute that I would have run. I would have run scared. Oh my God, Tammy, I would have run scared. Like if you had told me what I was doing, I'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So yeah, just keep saying yes and keep trusting. And when I do that, it's like, it's just easy. That is so, that is awesome because, yeah, because the thing is, is just like we were saying, you know, sometimes you just have to get to that place where you say yes, you know, and, and you say it when you're scared, right? Oh my God. So scared. I had to put my big girl panties on and be like, oh, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm ready. Who do I think I am? But I'll do it. Sounds like when I had my first baby. <laughs> I said the same thing. I said, Oh, I don't think I can do this. I remember I was at the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and the nurse said, Yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> yes, there's no option, really. I mean, there right. is, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so funny because it's like, 
Ooh, I was like, wow, you know, I, you know, I'm, I can do this. I can do that. And it seems like this is the same thing that many women go through. Yeah. You know? And so when you look at a woman and okay, so when somebody comes to you, you Mm -hmm. know, and they say, oh, I need, you know, I need what you have, you know, how do you approach that in the beginning? What is the first thing that, you know, you would share with them or ask them, you know? Um, that's a good question. I want what you have. I don't know that I've ever actually had somebody <laughs> say that. So I'm like, hmm. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, no, I'm like, well, that's, I mean, the, the first thing that comes to mind is that we always want what looks really good. And then we realize that there's work involved. Yes. Um, and so for me, you know, I have had friends and, and former partners over the years who say, well, yeah, but that's because, you know, where you're at. And I'm like, yeah, but life kicked me in the ass a few times. And it, you know, I had to do the work to get to where I'm at. And it's daily work. It's not easy doing life um, consciously. It's yeah. much easier to go to sleep and say, I'll deal with that tomorrow. I'm not going to put in the work. Um, so when people come to me, they're they're typically women who've done a significant amount of personal work and they understand the input required to Mm -hmm. live a conscious life and um, to heal from whatever it is that they've got going on. And and, and really the work I do is very desire-based. So instead of looking at what's wrong, Mm -hmm. look at what, what do you want and why? Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you, you want that? You want to have a a baby, you you know, maybe she's struggling with infertility or maybe she's struggling with pelvic pain. I'll stick with pelvic pain because that's pretty, pretty common with the women I work with. Rather than let's address the pelvic pain. We look at what would you have if you didn't have that? And why do you want it? And how much are you willing to invest in yourself to get that? Are you willing to change your diet if that's what's needed? Are you willing to do some self-care if that's what's needed? Are you willing to set boundaries? Are you willing to embody yourself as a sexual being and clear out the closet of sexual shame? Are you, you know, willing to k- kick some of the chemicals out of your household that might be causing neuroendocrine endocrine problems? So that when I say it's work. It, it's really customized for everybody that I work with. But there's, you know, I, I, I partner with women and, you know, I, I walk with them every step of the way. But it's really a matter of investing and supporting them and in investing in themselves. Yes. On a whole bigger level than they've ever been encouraged to step into. Yes. Yeah. That is, that's powerful. So now yeah. did you, did you go through something with the pelvic? area that caused you to say that I want to help other women to deal with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, my life has been so colorful. So in addition to the car accident that set me on this whole trajectory, I also had um, breast implant illness. Lucky me. Oh yes, that was fun. Um, I had pelvic pain for six years. Um, I was going to doctors, I was getting ultrasounds, I was doing acupuncture, I had energy healing. I mean, like, you name it, I did it. I was doing cleanses, I was fasting, uh, meditating, um, exercising, you name it. And every time I, you know, would go to somebody, they'd say, well, I can't find anything wrong with you. And yeah, (laughs) 
<laughs> Are you raising your hand? Like, yeah. been there. Yeah. yeah. I'm going so, through that now. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I so feel for you. Um, I so feel for you. So when I moved from Santa Fe to Portland, Oregon, where I live now, um, I wow. was like, all right, I've had it. I've had it. I can't deal with this anymore. There's got to be something. And I got online, which I've done many, many times before, you know, searching pelvic pain, Googling pelvic pain. How do I heal pelvic pain? And I found a blog article and then I found um, a woman who I eventually took some training with. Um, I won't m mention her name because she's very controversial um, in the coaching <laughs> world. Um, yeah, I know. Everybody's curious now. Like, who is this? I was getting um, ready to say you already know. <laughs> now everybody's going to be reaching out to you. Who is she? Who is she? Yeah. Uh, well, she's, I mean, she's, she's really knowledgeable, but she's quite controversial. And, and uh, anyway, um, then I, I found a woman here in Portland who trains women worldwide in holistic pelvic care. And I went, oh, what? So I signed up for her workshop and then I, to become trained and certified because I was like, you know, yes. And um, then I also scheduled some, um, a couple of sessions with her and pelvic pain gone so of course now that I do that work and I weave it into all of the other work that I do with you know the sexuality and embodiment coaching and the energy healing I mean yes so to answer your question I did, I did have that happen and um it's just been a wild ride like I just I feel like everything I've gone through has been curriculum for me to step into a bigger level of work yes so Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. The question that that came to mind as you were talking. Um, ooh. <laughs> um, the pelvic issues. Mm -hmm. So now, when you look at the pelvic pain, are you seeing that there is something energetic that's happening with that? That um. Mm -hmm maybe we're not aware of, or um, what are you seeing as far as what's really going on with the pelvic? Because just like you said, um, Western medicine just, you know, they look at the symptoms and they look at their the CT scans and the ultrasounds and all the things and the blood work and whatnot. And I actually have been going through that as well. Mm -hmm. They can find nothing. My heart goes out to you. Yeah. So it's really different for everyone because, you know, some women are struggling with vulvodynia, some are struggling with vaginismus, um, some are struggling with low back pain, some, you know, ovarian pain, uterine pain. It really just depends on the particular woman. But yes, on an energetic level, there's always emotional work. Um, if you think about it um, from a holistic energetic perspective the pelvic bowl in women is connect the first it houses the first and second chakras which are related to the you know the consciousness of the fear in the world so yes. anytime there's a big fear event guess what happens in women's pelvises oh uh, yes. we hold it on an energetic level yes we also are holding the ancestral imprints of our ancestors both sides for you know a number of generations. I've worked with women who, you know, they can trace back two or three generations in the embodiment work. I guide them to go into their bodies and where is it? How many generations back? And sometimes it's like 
50 generations Oof. because the inform yeah the trauma gets passed down through the dna, DNA yes yes and you know there's a whole body of research around this called epigenetic um uh, my mind just went like epigenetic trauma and so we're we're looking at ancestral slash epigenetic trauma we're looking at personal trauma that the person has either forgotten about or repressed or denied or ignored or had denied or ignored by someone in their family like oh that's not a big deal just ignore it mm -hmm. we're also looking at you know the imprint that patriarchy has on women this has been huge Yes. And, you know, I know not everybody listening to this identifies with the word women, but, you know, just for generic purposes, if that's okay with everyone, I'm just going to yeah. be using the word women. Yes. Um, but we're also looking at past life imprints. Mm -hmm. You know, when women have, I mean, there's been some horrific stuff that's come up in sessions where I'm like, you know, we're just going to stay neutral. We're clearing this out of the system. And when we do the clearing work, it's like, it's, it impacts how do I explain this? I'm sure everybody listening to this probably has some, you know, exposure to energy healing. But if not, um, when we're looking at the spiritual aspect or the emotional or mental body or even causal body, we're clearing information out of those bodies. The physical is the most dense, so it takes the longest to heal. But I've had women, you know, within a matter of a couple weeks, it's just, you know, they're like, oh, my God, I'm living a whole different life. Yeah. Yeah. Some other women, it's, it's different. So sometimes it's lifestyle factors. Sometimes it's emotional work, um, energetic work. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really different for every person that I work with. And so I do a pretty in-depth, um, intake and then I, you know, I schedule longer sessions with everyone because I want to give them plenty of time to go into the work and then come out of it and be, you know, be intact and be able to function in their everyday lives without yes. feeling like, Oh my God, I can't function now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see how that could happen for sure. Yeah. In, that, in this work, because this is, it's such a deep work that you're doing and it's so needed. And I yeah. am so grateful to be able to bring you on and show mm. it for you. Me too. Thank <laughs> you. I'm, 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 how interesting because you and I didn't even talk about this the, uh, in advance about how you're struggling with this as well. So exactly. <laughs> and I didn't even know that, you know, this was the deeper work that you did. You know, I, I looked at that, but I was like, okay. And so as you're sharing, it's like, wow, that is so interesting because yeah. um, for me, it started about, I guess about a month or so ago. And I actually, and I still kind of do think that it was a reaction to um, my job mm. because on a level, I really didn't, I really didn't like it. <laughs> no, I, you know, it just, I just, I had it. It was like a, a, a slight anxiety that I would feel when I go. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of different factors, you know, I'm not, I'm not throwing the job under the bus or anything because it really wasn't a bad job. But I think it was just that I think that at this point in my life, I'm getting to a place where I just can't do anything. You know, I just can't, you know, like when I was younger, I worked a lot and all the time. You know, now that I'm older, I'm not willing to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so it's like, I felt like at that time, energetically, that's what was going on with me because it was like, I was having uh, nausea and vomiting and diarrhea, mm -hmm. but I was only having it when I went to the job. 
And then after can't, that, can't stomach it. Right. And that's what I, was, I thought about. I was like, that's what this is. So yeah. I got to get out of here. That's, that was in my mind. I was like, okay, so I got to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think our bodies are so incredibly wise. And the only way yes. that they can speak to us is in pain yeah. or some sort of symptom. So I, I've been in a similar situation where um, when I would go to job interviews that I knew in advance, the job was not right for me. I knew right. it, but I, you know, there've been times where, you know, I was a single mom for many years or, you know, life. Yeah. You need and to get I those would, coins. <laughs> yeah. You got to get the, you know, the money in the bank account um, yeah. rather than doing the work that I finally said, yes, spirit, I'll do this work. Thank you. Um, now I don't get that anymore, but when the morning of the job interview, I would have diarrhea so badly that I could not go to the job interview. And I would be like, Oh God, really again, here we are again. And when I finally said, you know, I'll do this work. So I, I, I think that you're spot on with, you know, having it be related to the job. And, you know, I think that's, that's something that has to be said about patriarchy is we have been conditioned to do things that are not in alignment with us. Yes. And so when women come into alignment with themselves and they are willing to be who they really are, yeah, their health improves, their finances improve, their yeah. relationships improve. They become, you know, like these radiant goddess women. And like, they're just like, I'm in charge of my life. I'm sovereign. Yes. It's amazing. I love getting to do this work. It, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. And I, I, I laugh about that too, because I feel the same way about even this work that we're doing right now, you know, I, I love it so much and I'm so passionate about it. So it's like, I could probably, you know, I used to interview sometimes like four people in a day, but I had mm -hmm. to stop that because it was just too much, <laughs> yeah. but I liked it that much. You know, I was like, oh man, you know, I get to interview so many interesting people and you'd be surprised the people that have like, just found me on Google and you know, I haven't like you, I, I found you. Cause I was like, I want to talk to her. <laughs> Actually, I found you because I was, I listened to Marie's, uh, um, and then it was, you know, a couple months and then, you know, I sent you a met anyway, Marie Landis. You found yes. yes. Yeah. And then you, yes. Found me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's right. It was so amazing. Cause I loved, um, talking to her. It was so mm -hmm. awesome in it. Just like you, you know, because we talked in the green room already for a few minutes and it was such an amazing conversation. I didn't even want to stop it, but you know, we mm -hmm. had to <laughs> Yeah, she did pretty, very interesting, very interesting life. Yeah. You know, so it was awesome. But so when you, are you doing like programs where you work with women uh, or do you do mostly one-to-ones or how does that work mm -hmm. for you? I really, I mean, I'll do programs um, right now. I just finished facilitating a pleasure as a portal to thriving workshop series. Um, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was amazing. Um, but I find that I really thrive um, in the one-on-one -on -one work because the women um, don't always get that one-on-one, -on -one, you know, they, the more in-depth attention in a workshop or a group type of situation. So um, to do this really deep work, I, I really value the, the support that a one-on-one -on -one container offers. Um, yes. just, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's such profound work and I, I, I hold it in such high regard. Like I feel so blessed and so privileged to be able to do this work and I, I consider it sacred. So yes you know, having that sacred one-on-one -on -one space where women can really just drop in and not worry about what, you know, anyone else in the, in the group is going to say or do. And 
um, not worry about being on camera with other people and um, really just feel safe. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's um, one of those where you can hold them, you know, and you can hold a space for them and, yeah. and they feel comfortable. Because I think yeah. that this work, a woman has to feel comfortable. Yeah, they, you know, yeah she does. Yeah, I've had so many women tell me that this is the first time they felt like they can really just be themselves without any masks, without any, um, you know, defense mechanisms where they're really just given permission to drop in and be themselves fully. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Oh my God, that is so yeah. powerful. Because you, yeah. you don't, women need that so much, you know? Yes, because they give to everyone else all that, like, we're conditioned. Like, take care of your kids, take care of your partner, take care of your house, take care, you know, your job, give to everyone else. I was going to say, not only that, take care of your kids until they're 50, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and yes, I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I'm not doing that. I just know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. The women, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that all women are like this, but I think no. a lot of women come in with the conditioning that to take care of themselves, there's this huge guilt, huge guilt and shame. Like, yeah. I can't do that. Like, what would everybody think? No, I can't. I can't do that. So it's really um, valuable for me to offer a space where they can really just drop in and have someone hold them. Yes. Yes. Where they can drop in and be as messy as they need to. They don't have to hold it all together. They can mm-hmm. just do the work. And they don't got to apologize for being who they are. Oh, no. Because that is so, it's so, I, I, I see it sometimes even in people's posting, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll see a post and somebody will respond to something and I'll see that and I'm like, wow, you know, they, oh goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I put my hand on my heart because I feel for them, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, oh my God, you know. Yeah, you got to find some space, some way to drop down into your heart. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's huge and so crucial. And the work that you do, I'm super excited about it. I believe that you are changing the planet because women need that. Yeah. You know, and it's not just, you know, like, like I have a lot of um, women that are uh, gay Mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of women friends of mine that are like they've been married before they got kids and then they you know grew up and decided you know felt like they always felt that way but now they're mm-hmm. free to choose and I think that's an amazing thing as well you know I, I think that's amazing because yeah. just the fact that you're you're free to choose you know what I mean because you know for me I'm not but I just believe in people's choices mm-hmm. you know that people should be able to have choices if that's what they desire yeah. And, you know, for them to have those choices now, you know, they're setting, I think when women come into themselves, we're at a whole, like a precipice of creating a whole new history. Yes. Like women are coming into power, not power over men, but power in themselves and yes. making their, you know, I'm a sovereign woman. Like I said before, I'm sovereign and I can choose to be in a relationship or just have lovers. I can, you know, I can have lovers. I can be single. I can have a relationship with a woman. I can be married to a woman. I can be in a poly polyamorous relationship. And so I think we're at a, we're at a time where women are no longer willing <laughs> to subject themselves to patriarchy's little, you know, you know, you've got to be a good wife and a good employee and a good mom. And, you know, the box is about this big and we can't breathe. 
So I fully support women in, you know, exploring all of the amazing options they have available to them. Yes, I think it's awesome. I think it's powerful. So do you have something that you would like to share? And also, I want you to share where people can find you. So that, yeah, yeah. And then those things will also be in the description as well. But she's Mm going to tell you right now, you know, if she has something that she's, you know, filling or, you know, sessions you want to do, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. So um, they, anyone who's interested can find me on my website at gracejwillow.com. And I have a, I have not yet put it out. I, I, I took a week off at the end of December and I'm like, molasses getting going again. So I actually have, <laughs> I am planning on having a menarche uh, reclamation ritual on January 17th, which in alignment with the full moon. Yes. Um, and that's for women who have never had their um their moon time or the menarche celebrated or honored or recognized so it's a reclamation <clears throat> of the bleeding time for women nice. and it's for adult adult women i should say i'm not yet ready to look work with younger um girls but um perhaps in the future um let's see what else i offer one-on-one coaching somatic coaching in a six month or a year of um, one-on-one container and let's see what else i have something else coming up oh it's a jade uh healing and pleasure jade egg healing and pleasure immersion excuse me one moment i'm getting talking it's okay Mm. i'm doing the same okay yeah okay jade egg healing and pleasure immersion coming up that starts march 19th and it's six sessions of um dropping into uh, epic radical self-love and um, pleasure and healing around um, the pelvic bowl using the jade egg um so that'll be oh, just magic that's yes. also on my website and that's, yes um, yeah it's everything basically everything anybody would ever want to know about me is on my website events coaching all that stuff that is so nice i'm so excited just sitting here having this conversation about you know, how you help women because it's, it's so powerful. And, um, so many people are out here doing things, you know, and I'm just so grateful that you're doing something that truly is needed in in the world, you know, and that's, that's, that's what I love, you know, because people need so much help, you know, but a lot of times we're not willing to invest in ourselves. You know, mm. we're not willing to um, get the help that we need. You know, yeah. can, you, can you speak to that really quickly? Yeah, I think that's just another piece of conditioning where women particularly are conditioned to put everyone else first. But I think it also extends to men. Like we are, you know, as a culture, we're not, and I'm going to use the word conditioned because it, it's not it's not that we're not taught, it's that we're conditioned from a very young age um, that taking care of ourselves is selfish, um, you know? And I, I wanna flip the script on that because when we, when we take care of ourselves, our cup is so full that it overflows naturally. Yeah. There's so much to share with other people. Yes. And when we give to everyone else first, our cup is empty and we become resentful empty we have health problems but you know i get pissy 
if I'm taking care of everyone else first before me, I'm pissy. I don't feel good. I'm cranky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's like, like, oh no, no, this can't be. Yeah, and I, I think too, you know, self-care, there's this idea that I, a lot of women I who work with me, they have this idea that self-care means, you know, going to the spa and, you know, they, they have this grandiose version of what self-care is. And I'm like, honey, I'm, I'm speaking like JBN here, honey, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Self-care okay. is putting your yeah, putting yourself to bed when you're tired. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Resting when you need it. Yeah, it's brushing your teeth when you wake up in the morning. It's you know um, setting boundaries and saying no when you actually mean no, and saying yes if you actually mean yes. You want to. If you want to, not because you have to, not because you're obligated, not because you're committed, but because you want to. You genuinely have a desire to. Um, so I really want to impress upon anyone really that self-care is not this big thing that takes like hours and hours every day or you know you have to like go on a big vacation to do it's something you build into your daily life um it's like a it's like a setting new habits you know I agree and it's it's yeah because it's it's almost like self-care is the new buzzword and everybody's talking yeah. about it, but it's, it's, they're taking it. So they're making it ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they're the making point. it ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. I have a client. Oh my gosh. I was just like, Oh my God, I'm exhausted just talking to you. Cause she had this like list of everything she had to accomplish every day and to, to have self-care, like to be good at self-care. And I was like, Oh my God. Like if I had to do that every day, I'd never get anything done. I'm not going to do it. No, no. So <laughs> I can't, I'm not designed that way. I, I just can't, I don't do it. I mean, I, I have things that I do, you know, like when I get up in the morning and things like that, you know, before I have to go to my job, I have to meditate for show. And that's non-negotiable for me because if I don't, I'm not a good person. Right, <laughs> right. So, you know, I have to deal with people. So I have to, you know, meditate and get myself together and center and stuff like that. Before I go there, that's non-negotiable. Now, on the days when I don't have to go to work, like today, I get up and I meditate. Well, actually, I meditate usually before I get out of bed, mm -hmm. you know, because I had back issues and things like that. So I can't always do the sitting up and crossing the legs and all that crap. I just lay down in the bed and I meditate before I even get out. Yes. You know, what I, you can with what you have, where you're at. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, because I, I, I was listening to somebody one time and they were telling me that somebody told them that in order to meditate, because that's my thing. I'm like really helping people to meditate and teaching them that meditation is not what people say it is. Meditation right. is just, just connecting. You can do it washing dishes. You know, you can do it while you sit and folding clothes, you know, anything that's mundane you can do. Mm -hmm. you know and so I I love to share that with people because they're like oh I can't meditate and I'm like no everybody can meditate anybody mm -hmm. I thought about Dr. Uh, what is his name Joe Dispenza mm -hmm. when he yeah. was talking about how he healed his body after he had the car accident whatever and I yeah. was like so if he can do it like that then you don't got to sit down and put your damn feet on the floor or nothing like that in order to do mm -hmm. to, to connect mm -hmm. You know, and I started really realizing that and learning and then also seeing, you know, that there's a big picture in all of this. Yeah. You know, yeah. we just need yeah. to connect. Yes. And then after yes. that, we got to surrender and allow. <laughs> 
that's not so easy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I said, when I was talking earlier about, you know, that I had the battering ram because I had a, I had a vision of what my life was going to look like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really there is a bigger vision and we just have to get out of the way and, you know, meditating, like you said, it can be done. Anybody can meditate and it doesn't have to look a certain way. It's not like you have your spine straight, you know, like, yeah. no 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 i mean it's it could be as simple as taking a walk and meditating on your breath or yes yes just being present really it's all about being present yes and that's that's one of the things and i i don't know i had somebody laugh and i said that was my mission this past year you know Mm -hmm. last year was just to be present because i know that i I could not because i you know i have add tendencies (laughs) i just can be all kind of places and stuff. And I know this. And so mm-hmm. I really focus on really being present. So if I'm in a meeting, being present, because I will be doing two or three other things while I'm in meetings and things. And mm-hmm. I, I said, no, I'm going to focus on being present. You know, and I read, of course, The Power of the Now, mm-hmm. you know, and so many other books kind of like that. And no, so I was like, so- okay, I got this. I got mm-hmm. this. I got yeah, this. you do. You do. There's a um, the book by Michael Singer, The Surrender Experiment. I check that. Where he, yeah, he talks about you know just being present. And when I think about being present, I think that you know just even listening to you talk about that, I was tuning in on an energetic field about you know how many people would have such a great difficulty with that because we are conditioned to multitask, which isn't even possible really. Because no, you know, and it don't even make sense to do. No, it you know, but but it's that to me is another thing of patriarchy is like the more you can be distracted the less you're present to yourself the the and i'm going to say something that's probably really controversial but it's easier to control you it's easier to get you to think a certain way and to do certain things you know betray yourself work at a job you hate (laughs) if you're not present that's exactly right and you're you're right it's it's it may be controversial, but it's true. <laughs> it is true. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, you, yeah. I mean, because it creates that herd mentality. It does. Yes. You know, and, and, you know, I don't know about you, but I had determined a few years ago, I was like, I got to get out of the matrix. I just can't do it. You know, cause I hear things, you know, and it's like, no, I can't, I can't do yeah. it. Yeah, I can't really relate to that anymore. And, you know, people are like, well, what do you mean? You live in the world. And I'm like, I live in it, but I'm not of it. And neither are you. (laughs) You just have to come present to realize that. And when you become present, you realize that we're living, we're tolerating things that are intolerable. Yes. We are, you know, from, and I'm speaking from, you know, spiritual healer, spiritual teacher, wisdom teacher, alchemy person. We are so much bigger than we even fathom. Yes. We are not these little, you know, robotic human beings subjected to certain ways of living. I mean, you know, when we become present, we become sovereign and we become less and less willing to tolerate. We just, it's not tolerable. You just can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And I, can't I, I you know, it. yeah. <laughs> Are the people who choose to step out of that, it becomes, you know, it's literally like a different life. You know what it is? You begin to start understanding your assignment. Yes. 
<laughs> on purpose. Yeah, I love that because I mean, so many people are like, oh my God, I want to know what I'm here for. And I'm like, back to the very beginning, you got to do the work and you have to be willing to be present. Yes. And yeah. when you do, it's like, it's like your assignment, you know, like what you call it, your assignment becomes apparent. Yes. Very, very it, quickly. It's wild how it just, it grows you know, so big beyond you, even though you might've already known that it was a huge thing, just like you said, mm -hmm. and then it just grows so big beyond you. And you're like, wait, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Well, so I'm curious, I know you're interviewing me, but I have to ask you, do you, do you know what your assignment is? Like, I feel like we're on the insider scoop here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to, I am a connector for one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you are. I am. And I realized that just mm -hmm. recently, like in the last year or so, <laughs> I was like, mm. oh. And so I, I realized that, you know, I help people connect to their stories. Oh, and yeah. so I'm helping people. And I just pivoted just now <laughs> recently, like helping people to share their stories and write books, mm. you know, because I, I, I realized that I love to do it. So I'm, I'm a three times published author and my first one was an anthology. So I'm now filling my own anthology, Passing the Pearls, the stories about our grandmothers, um, because I feel like we need something beautiful in the world to read, you know, because people, mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but every time I open up Google, good God mighty, somebody done shot somebody, somebody's killed, somebody done, done mistake the taser for the gun for the taser, the taser for the gun, whatever, you know, I mean, just yeah. craziness. So I feel yeah. like we need beautiful things out into to the world. And so I have committed to bringing that forward. So like I'm mm. doing multi-author books, and then I'll also help people to write their stories as well, because people have been sharing stories with me for 30 years. <laughs> so beautiful and so now I'm like you know because I was doing energy healing and I still do that and in that in these containers I want to also help people with that too because as you write you know you heal mm -hmm. and so that that's where I'm going yeah that's thank beautiful. you for asking yeah I love that you're you know your assignment and you just had to get out of your way and say yeah I did <laughs> because I'm telling you I I've been like back and forth battling with it for a couple of years, you know, because, you know, I was like, how am I going to do this pivot? Because people know me as, you know, doing energy and doing cards and all this stuff. And, and I was like, but that's not, I don't want to do that. I mean, I, I, I don't mind doing cards and stuff and I still do them here, here and there, but not often, you know, but I'm like, I don't want to do that because I'm not a, a fortune tale teller. You know, I truly want people to help people to heal. Yeah. You know, because I know that that is so needed. And in Western medicine, like you said, it can't be the only thing because they just don't. Well, I mean, I'm going to say this in this controversial, but they really don't give a shit. You know, all they <laughs> want to talk about is the symptoms. You know, you oh, I go in. Same thing. My stomach hurting, all the kind of stuff. I go in. I didn't I wasn't asking for drugs or anything like that because I don't, you know, do them like that because they don't usually help me. Mm -hmm. so I was like you know I just need to know what it is and all that because I've been dealing with this for it was two weeks at that time and so you know I go in get all the tests done blood work CT everything you know what they said we can't find anything there's nothing wrong my blood pressure was high 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 and yeah. I don't have high blood pressure right. 
So the girl asked me, she said, your blood pressure is 167 over 100. I said, it's because I'm in pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of having a little bit of stress right now. Right, just a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, and so they're like, oh, you know, nothing. They send me yeah. out that, that place with nothing. Yeah. So of course I went and did like you, I went and went to the Chinese medicine and got the acupuncture and, you know, and I have an acupuncturist that I go to regularly anyway. So I went and did that, you know, and just started um, doing my own research, found some stuff for the leaky gut. And I got that and got some mastic gum and, you know, got some other stuff. And I started just working on myself. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, it's amazing. Right. Amazing. I will say one of the things that um, when in the pelvic work that I do, the gut is always connected to pelvic pain. Yes. Always. So when women come in and they're like, well, I have digestive problems too, but I want to, I want to deal with that separately. And I'm like, well, it's not, sorry, I'm a little gnat here. Um, It's not a separate issue. We, you know, that's, you know, Western medicine looks at you know, we're going to treat your head or you're going to treat your arm or we're going to treat your leg or, you know, and from a holistic perspective, you can't separate the parts. They all work together. Exactly. That's true. Okay. So thank you so much. This has been amazing. I have loved it. And we will definitely connect again because we have so much to talk about. We do. Um, And we probably need to collaborate on something as well. So I agree. Yeah. Because we, Yeah. yeah it's been amazing thank you i appreciate you for joining me um all of you that are watching or listening thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart and make sure that you're sharing this out so that other people can get a chance to watch it or listen as well so again thank you for joining me grace willow this has been so amazing we for sure are going to do something else so just be watching us thank you so much thank you tammy bye now I know you've been blown away with the amazing value here today. Now go out and inspire the planet. And be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it on Straight Out of Savannah. Talking with Tammy.